This is the Endless Ranters Podcast. Good day, Endless Ranters. Good day, Endless Ranters. This is Jane. This is Chris, and welcome to episode 54 of your Endless Ranters podcast. This is kind of a, a special daytime version of the Endless Ranters. Uh, as mentioned on other shows, we've, uh, we're going to mix things up a bit and rotate hosts and themes from time to time. And uh, one of our goals is to talk to more of you out there, Adam Krola fans, Endless Ranters friends, and uh, fans, friends, family. Um, and today we have the opportunity to get together with someone I've wanted to talk to for quite some time, uh, really since the early Endless Ranters days, but just, you know, kids and all that kind of stuff could not, uh, couldn't make it work. Also a good friend of Jane's. She goes by Cat. You may see her in the Ace Holes group as Cat Heron. So one of these uh, mysterious Facebook name changer people. Welcome, Cat. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Good to finally see you, meet you, and talk to you about all this stuff. So, yeah, explain this phenomenon of like the the name changing on Facebook, like because I've seen yeah, it a lot I, and I get it, but yeah, just yeah. I mean, I think it's just from like everything that's happening in the last election cycle and just seeing so many people just get you know torn a new one. Like my profile yeah, is pretty yeah, locked yeah. down, but. And it's not like I'm out there stirring the pot a lot, but you just, I don't know. It just felt like you just never knew. And yeah, 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 I don't know. You still kind of want to like engage and say something, but you say something on a community forum, you know, it just seemed like people were getting torn apart for like the small, like something that had nothing to do with anything, race relations or anything like that. And all of a sudden it would just be like all over the place and I don't know. I just get paranoid about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I always so. thought people could like just um, screenshot just crazy things you say in a in an internet fight, <laughs> an online sure, fight right. with somebody. Take them, like, just trying to out of context. Yeah, just try to wreck you. So I get it. I haven't done it yet. I don't know. Yeah. Have you th- well, have you- I think you guys are smart. You guys are probably just. I mean, I still run my mouth in the Corolla group, but um, other places I try to like tone it back. But I also know that I'm yeah. probably put it out there sometimes. So, yeah. so is Heron related? Is that a real? No, she's Catherine. It's just like, Oh, split oh my gosh. I never put that together, but okay. I thought maybe oh, well. like hair, it sounds like herring, like a red. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No. <laughs> wow. That was like, I would feel so smart if that's what it was. No, dang it. All right. I've blonde right there. Reconsider this show for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. She's, she's, you're real into herons, the birds. (laughs) Right. Well, so back in the day, I used to like find um, terrorists like online in one of my old jobs. And so there's a lot of like Facebook hunting. And so there's like different things with like your Facebook URL and then like how your display name. So I changed like those things up, you know, over the, over the years. And, um, this was sort of like the last thing that I did. Um, I had my real name out there for a while and then I just like, wow. it would still be easy to find, but we yeah. need to back up to uh, hunting terrorists <laughs> Yeah, online on Facebook. Wow, I feel like we You're could like... just skip all the cool stuff. 
You're like that. Uh, what's the guy's name that does the uh, Catch a Predator? Chris something? Chris oh, Harrison? Yeah, Chris Hansen. Chris Han- you're like the Chris, Chris Hansen of Al-Qaeda. Yeah. 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 Al-Qaeda. So you yeah. try to be... That's That sounds... Oh, I can... What was that like? Because I'm, I've got my my imaginations running wild. You know that you're trying. Yeah, to I mean, look. I wasn't, I wasn't doing operations or anything. Just like, you know, trying to figure out who people were. Um, and it was, you know, more just like deciding, like, does this person need a case open on them? Like, what else is going on with them? Like, should we right. look into this more? That sort of thing. And so it was sort of like pre-investigative type activity. Sometimes it was in support of investigations, but only on like people who didn't have investigations open on them. And so it was just, I mean, you just never know. Like, as you can imagine, there's so many keyboard warriors and, you know, that's not just in the United States, obviously that's everywhere in the world. So somebody can say that they're ISIS or AQ or something And then you're like, oh, this is a 15-year-old in Tunisia. And if he actually wanted to join AQ or, you know, some offshoot, he could, like, drive on a road, catch a bus in his own country and go join up. Or he could easily do that. And so he's not doing that. He's just, like, being an asshole online. So kind of handle that differently. Were these people that were already flagged that you were investigating or are you doing the initial flag? Um, Yeah. I mean, sometimes they like would come up, you know, they, yeah. I mean, both, both. Yeah. And these are just people around the world that are professing these things on social media. Like, yeah. So like, well, uh, you know, not necessarily like they would um, a lot of times it would be, they might deface something right so they would deface a website well not something they would deface a website which would be if you had a website you sold shoes for instance and you had a website for selling shoes and then you know one morning you woke up and it had like this big banner on the front and when they went to chris's shoes.com it just said like isis is here isis hates you america blah 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 a bunch of stuff in arabic a bunch of you know isis pictures beheading video whatever then we'd be like okay, what's going on here? I mean, that's, that's kind of like the most, I guess, unclassified type example, but it's like you get people who kind of do something and you're like, all right, what's this about? And dig into it. Cause some, some things like that are just so easy to do. If -hmm. like a server isn't locked down or um, people are just careless with passwords and things like that. So you just kind of look into it, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get trained specifically to do that or how much of it is just kind of instinct. They trust you. Like it's a more. Yeah. I mean, there's for sure there's training, right? Because there's, so there's like open source intelligence, which is what you would call that. And um, so there's training in that, like a you know, especially if you don't know how to maneuver around one of the social media type platforms, then you have to learn one of those. So you might, you know, being younger and being on Twitter and Facebook and that kind of stuff, maybe you kind of have that, but you still learn more about the back end. And like I was talking about URLs earlier, right? That like address that goes, that's unique for each Facebook profile, for instance, right? Or Twitter. And so there's, 
you know, some, some training in that. And then obviously there's a bunch of other systems that you can search things on that aren't just Google. And, um, so there's training on those types of things, but you know, hunting, it's more like, well, hunting, that sounds bad. Targeting is more like, you just have to like, make sure you work within parameters because you don't want to, um, you don't want to like violate really anybody's rights. Right. You can't just Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, an FBI employee can't just like search endlessly and just, you know, go down a rabbit hole on a U.S. citizen and, you know, start doing all the stuff. Like you can't do that. So there's different parameters there for like U.S. citizens versus not and stuff like that. So that training definitely to stay within the law. Right. Right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, man, we might have to we might have to have you back just to talk about all this stuff. And and <laughs> I'm good with hunting, targeting, all both of those sound pretty awesome. See, I so. I do what you do, but I do it, you know, on on men. I like go on dates with <laughs> a master stalker. Oh yeah. <laughs> there you That's go. What, but I think everyone's like everyone's probably done it to some degree, right? I, yeah, I mean yeah. You just check people out. Like Chris, you're in sales like me. So when you're going to go talk to somebody, when you're doing business development, like depending on what that conversation is around, you're going to like dig in a little bit. Do you have anything in common that you can bring up? Is there anything that is unique about them or something like that, that is just a conversation starter? So a lot of people do it in their professional jobs. I'm not good at snooping, but yeah, earlier when Jane asked you what kind of training you had, I was like, I was hoping you'd say like, oh, it's just a hobby. It's just a hobby. Right. <laughs> just, just digging, digging at yeah. people like, yeah, ex-boyfriends and stuff. Just, you know. Yeah. Well, wow, that sounds cool. And yeah, we should talk about that more. Like maybe uh, maybe on a kind of a, a different focus show. But uh, yeah. we wanted, really wanted to talk to you about your, uh, your Adam Carolla origin story and kind of how you started listening to Adam. But uh, before we get into that, I wanted to cover some, just cover some, some business here. Uh, just ask everybody to remember to like, and follow, subscribe to all of our stuff. Uh, search endless Ranners wherever you're listening, YouTube, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Um, we're doing a live endless Ranners show every Wednesday or Thursday on YouTube. So you subscribe to that, you get alerts and all that kind of thing. Um, so we're trying to, you know, we haven't landed on an exact on a every weekday, but, uh, Wednesday or Thursday is kind of where we're hitting now. Um, last but not least, remember to check out time travel radio, talk time radio with Jaden. That's his baby. And it's hilarious. And, uh, how we figure featuring our very own mole man, producer Manny. So, um, yeah, without further ado, let's get into, to cat and, uh, why don't you start? Just tell us like, what's, what's your first memory of the man, Adam Carolla? Yeah. So I remember, um, like I wasn't allowed to watch MTV at my house or it was pretty pretty strict with the TV type stuff. Yeah. I was the (laughs) youngest. And so by then they had sort of figured out different things that they were going to do. And it definitely wasn't worth the argument because, you know, I got away with a lot of other things, but I could watch it at one of my friend's houses at night um, when you would go for like a sleepover or something. So I just remember watching it on Friday or Saturday when it was on and just, you know, Adam and Drew, that's who it was. And I was a young teenager, if even a teenager yet. And I 
I mean, you know, I was just watching it with like my chin on the floor, like (laughs) shocking. Yeah. (laughs) So I think some of the people who have stories from listening to it or when Adam talks about it, you know, and he'll talk about daddy issues or, you know, talking to girls about that, like none of that stuff was, I, I have no recollection of that kind of stuff, but I definitely have of like people calling in and ask, you know, strange questions about what was going on with their boyfriend or girlfriend with whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be an adult one day and have to like deal with these things. Um, So I remember doing that. I remember thinking that he was funny and trying to watch the man show. Like, I don't know, maybe at the same time or a couple of years later and just like not getting it. Um, not being into it. And I don't know if that's being a good, like, Jean, did you ever watch the man show when you were, no, I was, I was aware of it and I saw it kind of hit or miss kind of randomly. I think I was in call. I think we're about the same age, actually. Yeah. We're the same age. Class of 2000. Yeah. From high school. Um, and I was, I liked that humor and I sort of, I knew about it and I appreciated it, but I wasn't like a regular viewer. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was, I didn't really listen to Love Line, but I also knew it. And I was just too, like, not developed to, like, really appreciate it or. Yeah. Like, I was too awkward. I wasn't dating. I wasn't, you know, getting involved with men. <laughs> so I was, like, a very late bloomer. So I. Mm. <laughs> Well, I think like the man show, I mean, if I, I could watch skits now and be like, oh, that's, you know, funny and laugh at it and all of that. But when I was 15 or 16 or what, however old I was watching it, it was, you know, it was just two guys, two like people my dad's age. That's what I thought, right? Like just slamming beers and like these models jumping on trampolines and like, I didn't even know that there were skits. Like when they started talking about it later, when I, when I started listening to ACS, I was like, Oh, there were skits on that show. Like that's how much I watched of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends like what, what uh, stage in life you're at, whether or not the man show or any, you know, any comedian or show kind of, you know, it really depends on what stage of life you're at, whether you're receptive to it or whether you're even interested in tuning into TV or radio at all at the time. So a lot of Adam's early stuff just wasn't the right timing for me. So I was aware of it and I knew of Loveline, but I think like you, I was kind of, some of those things just kind of put me off. Like what? Like just weird, weird sex things or whatever that, you know, I guess I was pretty normal. I just was like a little bit too shocking. Yeah, Uh, it was like a little bit vulgar. Um, so I, I just never got into it. And then when I, um, I started, I, when I started at the FBI in 2009, you go to like Quantico for, um, you know, for training. And so you're just like staying there and obviously you're making friends with your classmates. And so I had what I had one friend there that I was pretty close to, and he was a Howard Stern fan and a Bill Simmons fan. Okay. And so he kind of, I wasn't into Howard Stern. Um, and, but he had me listen to like, um, Bill Simmons because I love the real world and road rules challenge. And, you know, that was like Simmons's fourth sport, right? Like hockey steps. It should be baseball, basketball, football, and the challenge. And so I started listening to Simmons and, um, just to hear those challenge episodes when you talk to Jacoby, 
And because I was taking the Metro every day, you know, there and back and, um, you know, after, after we got out of Quantico and it was just long travel time. So you'd listen to podcasts or things like that. And so then Corolla was on one time and I was like, Oh, this guy's funny. I'm going to check out his podcast. Like they're just okay. kind of starting. Right. And then I listened and I was like, Oh, this guy, like, I feel like I think like him and it was funny. And so that's kind of how I started just on those like long Metro rides. Just like, okay. Yeah, so that was, a. Yeah. Uh, so walk that back. So you, you came to Adam through Bill Simmons' podcast then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you came to Bill Simmons podcast because you watched road rules or like a, what, what show? Was oh, that? you don't know. Okay. Do you know what the challenge is, Jane? No, I don't. Oh I've my gosh. Him, but I'm really not familiar with him. Okay. So, you world. know, road rules and you know what real world is, right? I know. Yeah. Real those, world. those are MTV shows, right? Yeah. So they're okay. like MTV reality shows. Yep. I remember and those. Yeah. So what they, okay. So they came up with this concept, like a few years into road rules. I think it was a few years in where they, they basically pulled in like, you know, all-stars from those two shows and they would put them in a house somewhere like exotic and they called it the challenge. And so they would have teams and they would, it's like physical challenges. I mean, there's mental aspects to it. There's like puzzles and stuff. So anyway, so they would like do physical challenges against each other. And then, you know, a loser would go home each week. And then you get to the end and then there'd be, you know, three or six or whatever. And they would go through some like grueling, ridiculous challenge and there'd be a winner and they'd win a bunch of money or they'd win prizes or whatever. Well, it like literally after a couple seasons, these all-stars were on like their third, fourth, fifth challenge. And like, they were making enough money off of appearances and going on the show that they were just like, roiding up and lifting weights and like they all became like little endurance athletes that were super strong and you know could run and hike mountains and could run super long distances and all of this and so it was like legit a sport like so they were all the original cast members then yeah like all-star cast members from okay and bill simmons was one of these cast members no no no, no. he he was like a sports was he a host or yeah, an, he just Bill analyzed Simmons it? Is a, Bill Simmons is a former sports writer, sports caster. Yeah. Um, I think he finally left ESPN. Um, he did. Well, whatever you guys aren't going to know, but he left ESPN after a couple of years. I remember, I remember a, his whole story. Yeah. Cause yeah, he had this he runs whole a website now. Grantland was his yes, uh, Grantland. ESPN spin-off website kind of thing and network and he gave yeah. up all that or I don't know he got fired or you know they I think it left yeah. they left on bad terms because uh right. early days of um censorship maybe or yeah I, I think know. just sort of I mean it's like a pirate ship mentality right like he used to yeah. always get in trouble when he had Adam on because they yeah, would yeah, have yeah. like like pedophile was like something that happened on <laughs> Simmons show right that didn't happen yeah, on yeah. Ace's show and so, um, so yeah, eventually yeah, what makes writer. it popular, what makes it really popular and successful, they just grind it out. You know, they just kind of remove the, remove the, remove the stuff that made that show or made his network and style, you know, what it was. 
Yeah. Right. Cause he kind of, so, so, I mean, he was always like a big sports nerd and he always wrote sports articles and all that kind of stuff. But even on ESPN, like he wrote articles about the challenge as if it was like a real sport thing, a okay. real, a real oh, okay. sporting event. Like he would recap it every week during the season. And then he would, and then when he had his podcast, he would talk about it. And when he started Grantland. So he's a, you know, he's a good writer and I got into reading some of his stuff. And then when he started Grantland, it was more of like, it was definitely a pop culture website. It had a lot of sports in it for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But like one of my favorite writers, Katie, somebody that was on there every, every couple of weeks or something like that, she would recap the New York times wedding announcement section because it was just you know, so ridiculous. It would be like Jane Fulton, originally from Katona, New York, great, great granddaughter of Abraham Lincoln, (laughs) Chris, whatever. And it's just like ridiculous stuff. And so she had a point system that she developed. And then as she would recap them, she would give points. And so they'd each get points. And so points were like, if you name drop, like a founder of the country, or if you had an Ivy League school mentioned, you know, how many times. So, and it was just, you know, it was just the most yeah. ridiculous type things that just unrelatable to the a majority yeah, yeah, yeah. of the of the country. So that's good. That's creative. Yeah, just stuff like that. And um, I just liked it. And so that was whatever. a yeah, so that was a pretty uh very maybe obscure, but uh, interesting sure. path to Adam Carolla. Yeah. Like yeah, multi- still- multiple steps. Like a lot of things had to happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of things had to like align in the universe for you to find Adam and be like, Oh, okay. Or maybe, sure. you, yeah, maybe you would have you later. remembered him from years ago too. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, oh, look, I wonder I, what he's up to. <laughs> right. And I loved yeah. Drew. Right. Like I thought Drew was cool. I mean, I'm just more, like Adam's crude side, I'm not really into that much. Now I just, it just kind of like is noise. Um, but at the time it was a lot more shocking. You know, like, I don't know. Does that make sense? You guys? Yeah. Well, it sounds that? like, I know you could, you have like a more religious background and I think I'm like kind of curious if you see him as like, was this a rebellious interest of yours when you were mm. younger and maybe. Yeah. Now he's, no, yeah, right. he's sort of gotten older and he's kind of shifted a little bit to like family oriented or so he says. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was, it was definitely rebellious when I was like younger. Cause I was like yeah. watching something. I shouldn't be learning about things that, you know, I wouldn't have learned about otherwise, but, um, but I still am not like, I, you know, I, I'm still one of those people that's just kind of like, I would rather watch Jerry Seinfeld than somebody who like has a comedy routine that, you know, says the F word every other. Yeah. Word like, I, I agree. And I think it takes, um, and, and I've talked to comedians too, like people have dabbled in some stand up, and they're like, it's so much harder to do clean comedy. Like it's a, it takes more skill and it's yeah. just like higher quality, I think. Um, I mean, that said, I think, you know, to me, like his, when he swears, it's just kind of like it, the idea is like his mind is still like coherent and it's, I appreciate. Yeah. There's a balance. And I do not care yeah. about swearing. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. a balance where just, you know, 
two, you know, a perfectly timed F bomb is uh, really enhances a joke or a story. And then sometimes it's just, you know, that's a, that's a word that has a billion meanings or feelings to it. <laughs> so yeah, I sometimes think- it's too much or sometimes it's perfect. Uh, so yeah. So that, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like that, like that to me though, isn't great. Like, I don't care as much about the cursing. Um, I know it's kind of the example I gave, but like, I don't want, like, like when Adam does live shows, I don't like those, um, podcasts as much. Like I don't enjoy them as much as like him being in the studio ranting about something or, you know, doing a skit or something like that versus like, seems like when he does a live show, when he opens a stand up or something like that, it's usually just like, vulgar not the cursing but just the topic yeah definitely works blue (laughs) works blue a lot a lot more i think in his live in his live shows and right yeah i kind of i'm i don't know i've always um yeah i like crude humor so (laughs) so yeah it's not something i'd play out loud in the car for my kids and all that but for me yeah it's kind of a a guilty pleasure if, if it's even guilty it's just uh I don't know. I like it. I like the kind of the comics that push the envelope a little bit and, you know, yeah, make, to me, make it, just it uncomfortable. Seems more like so. dude, like it's like dude zone. It's like dude, bro. Locker room top. Yeah. Dude, bro cursing. Know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I still listen to it. I mean, I send Jane, I, it's not like I'm sending Jane wholesome memes. I've sent her some funny <laughs> stuff, but I would never put it on my Facebook page. I yeah. Guess. The, you, you women are, you women are yeah, hor- the horrible. Worst. Yeah, you're all horrible. Yeah, yeah. Let's, not, let's not joke around. <laughs> all right. So speaking of, you know, cursing, leads us into our next question. Do you have a favorite Adam rant or opinion? Is there one that oh, just yeah. kind of sticks oh. out to you? Yeah. I mean, I I remember that Gavin knew someone, and I feel like that's, you know, the easy one to pick, but I just remember that one so well it was so vivid and it was so I don't know I mean it wasn't like I was listening live but it felt like you know I was listening that morning and I was just like holy cow this This is is the actual the the one and only the actual interview with Gavin (laughs) Newsom like when he was talking to him when he was dumb enough to dumb enough to come on (laughs) he was dumb enough to show up for Adam Carolla like he right, made, yeah, that, that just adds to his crazy. stupidity, you know, and like that he's a, a moron is that he actually thought it'd be a good idea to go on Adam Carolla and just give Adam his uh, canned responses to everything. Well, to be fair, <laughs> he probably didn't know. I mean, maybe he should have known. I guess that's the question. Maybe. But I don't he know was the Adam lieutenant was governor? prominent. Yeah. With yeah. those views at that point. So, yeah, I guess but, so. like Gavin should be pretty strong in his what he's saying right and i i think yeah i think he thought he was just walking into like some la radio guy he knew you know he knew the type or whatever and that is not what he got and i mean you look at um who was it fitz dog like when fitz dog came in last year maybe the year before and they started talking about mental health and he and adam disagreed and i mean fitz dog uh he knew his stuff, right? Like when we started talking about, well, you know, President Reagan got rid of, you know, a bunch, a bunch of this uh, mental health stuff back in the eighties and blah, blah, blah. Like Adam didn't have an answer for that because Adam, yeah. he's, you know, he's not, he's more of like a sociological talk about it 
in that respect, but he wasn't like digging down for in the facts and fits. Right. Like, well, he doesn't you know go. the what nuts he- and bolts. Right. Even though he talks about nuts and bolts when it comes to like construction, <laughs> but when right. it comes to like the history or the, yeah, the politics and the and Gavin should have known that stuff. And he like had nothing. Um, well, yeah. Well, yeah. It was also just, it showed that beneath the canned responses and the platitudes, there was nothing like yeah. he, he either wasn't, isn't smart enough or quick enough to like remember the real reasons that he's believes in all this stuff and then speak open, you know, like speak freely about, you know, his opinions on check cash or whatever, you know, there was just yeah. nothing there is what it showed. And uh, yeah. And it felt good. It was kind of like, uh, you know, like political revenge porn. It felt, it feels good sometimes yeah. to see, like <laughs> see someone just get shredded on air. It's and, like uh, cringe, but oh, and not right. even, as, well, yeah. And not I even anything that, like, personal about Gavin Newsom. It's just more like these just that it was he just symbolizes the guys that get up there and smile and repeat the whatever they were told, you know, the sheet of, you know, bullet points of things to keep repeating and uh, and never get challenged by anybody. So it's just kind of like a, a great moment for all those, you know, the, all that yeah, frustration. I, so I think the big thing is that I don't think Gavin Newsom like earnestly and genuinely believes those things. And that's why it's yeah, hard yeah. for him to really, you know, go to bat and go deep on them because he, I mean, what, you know, he didn't, I, whatever Ace says about the whole Getty oil thing, Ace has taken a lot of Liberty with that interpretation based off of like one, you know, semi okay sure, Google sure. search, but yeah. Um, but Gavin Newsom is, you know, what, whatever he grew up as, he is what he is now, which is, you know, a rich, super connected guy in, you know, the sixth yeah. biggest economy in the world running it, or at least, you know, running the geography where that economy is. And he, he doesn't believe it. Like he's just, he's so removed from it. And I don't know that he was ever in yeah. it. He wants to believe he was right. But I think yeah. that, I think uh, those guys, the guys like Gavin Newsom, and you know, I can, you know, even like Joe Biden. Like, I'm not sure if it's a compliment or something to give them credit for, but they don't really believe any of this stuff. Like, they're just right. they just they've always just go whatever where the wind blows. Like, uh, it took Joe Biden seventy some years to come to this epiphany that uh, it's okay for gays to be married and. <laughs> and like right. that, that the military should have uh, uh transsexuals or whatever. Like, yeah, it took him a long time to come to, this is like an Adam Krola thing, you know, it took him mm-hmm. a long, long time to come to all these realizations. And now he's a hero. Sure. Um, I mean, I definitely wasn't the for and- these things when it was not politically convenient. So they just don't believe in anything like really. So, yeah. yeah. And, and to that point, I think it actually would have been an even stronger interview on Adam's side if he had just let Newsom talk a little more and just shoot himself in the foot I kind of I listen to it I'm like just let him let him say something Mm, stupid yeah yeah I remember having those same feelings yeah yeah (laughs) let him him hang himself so yeah so that was like the favorite favorite uh you know just well that that was like the origin of so many rants. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I just think yeah. it was, it was kind of, it was a little epic, like in your, in one's idolatry of Adam, it yeah. was like, here it is, everything that you've said. And now here it is all true. Just as you said, which like gets Adam off more than anything. Right. Like, Oh, he loves being right. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
<laughs> that's I only true. argue when I know I'm right. It's like, yep, all right. <laughs> that's a great. Yep. That's a great. Uh, that's a great thing to live by in life. I because I kind of try to. I do the only. That's the same thing. I only get into arguments when I know I'm right. When I know I'm going right. to win. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. So to go for 180 on that, do you have uh, an opinion of Adams that you disagree with? Oh, I really should have listened to some of these beforehand so I could have prepared. Um, (laughs) Do I have an opinion that I disagree with? I mean, definitely some of the religious stuff like I disagree with, but I mean, I really only think of it in the moment, like nothing overarching that I'm just, um, and he, and he usually is, you know, more of an opinion that he's jealous that he wasn't religious or like, doesn't have that, or, you know, he would be fine if his kids were that sort of thing. Um, it's not like he has disdain for religious people or anything like that, but sometimes some of the, I mean, it's more like Paul Bryan, some of the stuff that he gets into, but whatever. Um, Anything else? Um, I don't know. The one thing that irks me when he says that he thinks is like so funny is the bacon and the bakos thing with um with Lynette bacon. when he's like, Hey, I bring home the bacon, you bring home the bakos, like the bacon bites, like the yeah, yeah. like oh uh, like what, I'm not sure oh, what so else she has a called. smaller her share is yeah, just kind of like hey, implying. like I am creating this wonderfulness and like, you're just here to, you know, you bring home a little bit. So like, calm down. Um, whenever he sort of brings that up as like, it's just so funny, you know, I'm just like, all right, whatever. I don't know. It just, and I'm not some like, I'm, you know, I'm totally, I, I love that she, you know, was a stay at home mom forever and, you know, doing some side things and that sort of thing. I think that's great. And I'm not trying to be like, Hey, like mom is the hardest job in the world, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not trying to say any of that. It's just like, I just don't get, um, sort of the condescending your like partner in crime and partner in life. I don't know where like the joy is. That used to be, that was funny. Like, I remember when I first started listening to Adam, like he would do, you know, he was more talking about him going on the road a lot. And I guess he did go on the road a lot more and they did a lot more live shows and, and there was, that was before Corolla drinks and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a funny mm-hmm. bit that he would do about, you know, he was on the road or at two in the morning and would come home and everybody's in, asleep still at 10 AM and, <laughs> or like come home and everybody's just eating sushi. Right. Everybody's eating sushi as he walks like, in. I haven't eaten all day. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but yeah, but one. then like that, that, that kind of change, it's not the same anymore. So it's, sure, yeah. Right. But yeah. you could argue it's sort of, you know, for the feminists out there that want, you know, equal, you know, contributions, he's sort of making a little bit of an argument for that. So yeah, Adam Cole is a feminist like for he's, sure. He's like, no, I want you to be yeah involved. Like that's sort of, I think he kind of pressured Lynette into doing Corolla drinks so she would. Yeah. Be a maybe maybe and it kind of it seemed like it fit also right yeah she's very popular with all the all the fans and everybody so um it kind of yeah. made sense and and it looks like they have a lot of fun doing it right yeah for yeah. sure. they like yeah. us it's nice <laughs> yeah it just doesn't apply as much as it used to um yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. And like I said, it's more of like the, you know, the condescension of it that, you know, Haiti in the sort of like wanting the family unit, hating like, you know, so much of his upbringing and that sort of thing with his, you know, mom being lazy and all of these things, but then still wanting like, and he's always said Lynette's, you know, a great mom. And, you know, that's why he is so glad that he chose her or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, it's not, if you, if she had something where she was bringing home the bacon, like she might not be that involved yeah, mom and able to do all that stuff. So I don't know. It's just, just sort of the, um, sometimes he seems to treat people like in the same way. And it seems like you're, spouse or your best friends or whatever should maybe get a little bit different um treatment yeah yeah, it's like a you know you um your life and your relationships are what you make of them what you make Mm -hmm. them so if you start seeing it a certain way then you can start to kind of reinforce that or becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and the jokes you make so adam with his parents you know he's always like he just shit talks so much that's not really uh like if you're shit talking, that's not really a frame of mind where you're going to be receptive to any kind of outreach or opening or whatever, or maybe, you know, maybe right. he's just given up, but it's like, okay, well then if you've given up and you're shit talking about it, then it's kind of, what's, what's the point, but, yeah. um, and then yeah, joke or joking or thinking or having that, that mentality of joking around about your wife that, you know, just, or whatever, not being appreciated, um, you know kind of just becomes it becomes the reality and you can kind of uh, create that. I don't know. I, I remember when, when I was married, I felt kind of the same way I would travel and I'd come home and it was like, Oh, you're, you were gone. <laughs> okay. Here right. you go. <laughs> like here's a kid or whatever, you know, and I can see it from both sure, ways, like, you're it's not like, tired. It's like, okay. I mean, I, <laughs> I get it, but maybe, maybe everybody could at least turn their head when they say hello. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, hey, well, you know, and I, I think that like, I mean, Jane and I both listen to for crying out loud. Well, she maybe still does sometimes, but, um, and I don't know if you have, but there was never, never a second. No, I hear, be- yeah. I hear great things. I hear great yeah, things horrible. about it. Like probably during the first year, year or two of for crying out loud, there was a time when like Lynette moved to a hotel and she was not living at home and she was like talking about all this. And then I'm also listening to like Adam and it's just like nothing. And, you know, he doesn't have to share, he doesn't have to share the same things. Like it's fine. It's di- two different types of podcasts and that sort of thing. But, um, it was, you know, she didn't move there because he wasn't providing for her a roof over her head or money for sushi. It was because he's a dick. Right. And he wasn't Jane and I, Jane and I talked about this like last weekend or two weekends ago about like love being a verb. Right. Which is so, you know, I I realize that whatever, it's kind of mushy, but it's especially him growing up in the situation that he grew up in. Like he has to be very conscious of that and he has to work against maybe his nature or the environment that framed him to, you know, catch himself from being a dick. Right. Yeah. I also think there's an element of, you know, he talks about why he chose Lynette. He's like, I, he made a conscious decision to 
pick someone that was a 180 from his own mother. He kind of looked at this. He stepped back and said, I need some of the opposite of my mother. Lynette is displaying everything that is promising in that realm. But then maybe there is sort of like he was being almost so objective about it that there are other aspects he didn't really tap into. But he's like, I, he's like, when I was thinking about, you know, who would be good as a wife, like I did, he says, oh, I don't need someone to take care of me. Like I can take care of myself. I had to take care of myself growing up because my parents were neglecting me. So he didn't worry about that aspect, but I feel like now he's sort of switched gears and he's like, wishes he had maybe a wife that was, you know, doing more of the, you know, housekeeping, you know, you, you're showing, I don't know, like, and, and I don't, yeah, not, like, I don't know. Either. Net, like, this is what he, he chose. Like, this is, but maybe he starts to realize that there are other things he didn't think about because he was so preoccupied with choosing some of the opposite of his mother, so to say. Yeah. I can relate to a lot like of that. It was a check yeah. Like it was a point in time. It was like, okay, now I've made that decision. Now everything shall be perfect and work out because I chose somebody that wasn't my mom. So she's great. So it'll just be fine. And I don't need to like water that garden or whatever. Right. I don't know. So stupid, but anyway, that, that I can relate to the, him. I can relate to that. And like how, yeah. Cause I can, I, you know, in my past I've been, I've been, I can have been a dick, um, but not because it's fun or you enjoy it. It's just, uh, it's kind of a mechanism maybe to, uh, keep people further away or something like that, or, or to protect something. So I don't know, as you get older and you realize you kind of realize some of these things and well, was it how, how it didn't, how it didn't work. <laughs> it's not very yeah. productive. Well, I feel like it's a sign of resentment in some way. Maybe. I don't know. It's more of a, just, I don't know, just, being hard or acting hard or whatever to, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you never, you know, and then you just try to figure it out and get better. But so much of his, um, like when you hear him talk about his upbringing, it is, it, it's definitely, there's, he talks about neglect, like some, some sort level of emotional neglect, right. His mom being, you know, just so wrapped up in her depression, basically. I don't think he's necessarily used that word, but it's a lot about food. It's a lot about shelter and where he slept and like all these very physical things. And I think for him, he is, he is showing his like love, right. To Lynette by giving her all those things that he didn't have. But for her, that's that, you know, that's not, she, she can, she can get a house, she can get a bed, she can provide food for herself. And it's not that she's not grateful for the level that he is bringing in, I think, but there's a whole other side of that. And I just don't even know that he, um, he just, he doesn't seem to talk about that part of it, right? That his mom, not loving being super loving his mom, not emotionally caring for him or his parents just, you know, he's talked about them not caring, like not coming to a football game or something like that. But it just seems like uh, on the food and the shelter and the 
clothes and things. <laughs> that's a, I don't know if he really, if he specified, but yeah, I mean, I've always, I always kind of inferred that from what he was talking about. Cause I had one, one parent, my mom was into everything, right. Would just do everything for me and all that. And very interested in everything. And, you know, even when I was like, you know, wanted to in the leave me alone phase, but you know, my dad was like, he was that kind of dad. He was, uh, they were divorced and, um, you know, he was the kind of dad that he would just like, if I had a game, he would drop me off at the game, of course, and then go and do whatever errands or, you know, go back and start working on fixing his fence or changing his oil and then just come back after the game and pick me up. So it was like a kind of a weird, a weird level of disinterest, like, and, but I, you know, later on, I realized my dad to him, it was like providing food, clothes, like that was, that was his ultimate act of love was just, you're not hungry. You're not in danger. <laughs> you have electricity right. and running water. Well, and, also, uh, your dad you, should be, was, you should be grateful. Up, your dad grew up in North Korea. So <laughs> yeah, he was a refugee just from to give North some Korea. So yeah. So his was like, look, like, in the basement, there's a giant shelf of canned goods that, you know, so we can survive the apocalypse. I love you. Like, that's how right. he said, that's how he right. said, I love you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, like today and I'm going to show you're, you you're eight years old, but today I'm going to show you how to dig a fence post, you know, or like dig yeah. a hole for a fence post or uh, change the carburetor in this car. And so that you can survive the apocalypse. Like that was, <laughs> I look back, I think that's like a lot of it, uh, what he was thinking, like, um, because in his life, it was shit can go wrong really bad. Excuse my language, yeah. but it can go wrong really, really bad, really fast. Um, and you can have nothing. So that was his mode and his, uh, yeah, his it's way. It's like of a cultural disconnect. Caring. Yeah. Like the, the fact that I was uh, the goalie and the MVP of my soccer team at age 12, like was very, very, very unimportant. As were birthdays, like birthdays were like just literally nothing. Well, nothing your dad didn't even know his birthday. So yes, yeah, it was real. Maybe why? <laughs> yeah. Like it never I could never commit it to memory because it was always like uh this is the date, but it's not really the date, or you know, I'm sure whatever right. pa- paperwork back then. So um yeah. Uh what were we talking about? So All yeah, right. Adam and <laughs> Yeah. Next. Yeah. So the next thing, uh, we'll move on to drops. Do you have a favorite drop past present? I feel like we don't, well, we don't hear them much anymore because they're out of studios. This is a little, I noticed, I noticed on the Travis Tritt episode where, you know, just to throw it out there, Paul Brian had some great news about his health. Um, and was playing that Travis Tritt song, um, that, he was doing sound effect. He was doing the drops at the beginning of the show. So yeah, I'm not sure what's know. going on because then you'll see it in the ace holes group. You'll see where people just say he's working from home and, and doesn't have his drop machine. And they, and they say it with such certainty that it's like, Oh, okay. And then you watch the YouTube video of the last show and it appears like he's doing something like he's timed it and he's choosing a drop and playing it. So. Yeah, so, I don't, I don't know. So. Like those things are, when people complain about those in the group, I'm just kind of like, oh, I didn't even notice. Um, but my I like, I like seeing, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> I like I like seeing people make proclamations about an interview or like a segment of the show because I know and I love it because I'm like, I can't wait to listen to that because it's gonna be either spot on or totally wrong. Right. Like just 50-50, <laughs> like just 
spot on or like what we were listening to an entire I think a lot of the show. Gina mom stuff has been like that for me. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll, <laughs> somebody will, they'll be like, I can't believe she's, you know, using this. And then I listen to it and I'm just like, and yeah, I'm that was not a, a Gina fan, but I'm just like, I feel like she's really trying to choose her words. Like, do you mean like calling him the little one? Well, just Stuff different like that. things that she said, you know, we have a little one at our house. Like she, yeah. you know, like they're like, oh, she's trying to act like she's the mom. I'm like, I think she's very specifically trying to not right. say that. Like to yeah. me, I'm like, she is very consciously trying to use the right words, but doesn't have the words. And it, I, you know, it seems like words, it's, she can't say the name or. It seems like something that's, that's a big part of her life. And so rightly, it's going to, you know, if you're just. If, you know, you're on the show and it's going to come out. Right. But she seems like yeah, it's a big part of her life, but she is very careful about how she talks about it. So that annoys some people, but I don't really see the, I, I feel like she's, you know, you know, held she's a good line, me. held a good line there. Good balance. Yeah. Of, so. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. A lot of, then you listen to it. Yeah. You listen to what she said, actually, that was uh, outrageous to somebody. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's, uh, that's really, uh, if if you, if someone hadn't posted about it, I would have never even thought about the sentence again. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's I a mean, lot of the men feel so strongly about her. Yeah, there, it's like I the agree. men who complain about that more than the women, which is yeah. But listen, <laughs> people love to hate Gina, right? People love to hate Gina. People love to hate Allison, but hating Gina is like a pastime. I mean, there's people in the group who that's the only thing they ever post about. <laughs> like, if there's an original post, that's. <laughs> Yeah, you can guarantee it. I mean, yeah. I have like inside jokes with a couple people in the group where like we will um, I uh, instant message on the Facebook when like there's a couple people in there. That it's like, oh, look, oh, look, yeah. look what they posted today. Oh, it's I hate Gina. It's like, OK, I don't re- I don't have a problem with her. I, I like Gina. I think she tries hard. And I think it's you know ultimately it's what Adam wants. Right. So I'm tuning in for the ace man. He obviously likes his team, loves his team. So, I mean, <laughs> it's like, are we, somebody in this group is supposed to know better than Adam, like who's going to be the best news girl for him. Um, right. Set, set think, him up and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's kind of calling Adam, you know, calling him a fool if you don't appreciate Gina in some way. So, yeah, I think so. I mean, she's very different than Allison. Um, she, and so it's clear that he had a talk, you know, about like, I don't, you're not here to be like the second star of the show. Like, and she, she definitely sits back and she take, you know, takes her cues, but she sits back more. And, um, I agree. Like we're there because we're Adam fans and nobody's listening to it because like, you know, they live or die for Balder Gina. Um, I think they're great sidekicks and mm-hmm. I don't agree with everything they say They're, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm like, roll my eyes at Gina, which is just like girl and girl type crime, right. Where that's just what we do. We're super, you know, yeah. Y'all are, we've already established you're all horrible, <laughs> right, <laughs> all horrible right. to each other behind closed yeah. doors. <laughs> just how it goes. Um, so, she's fine. But my favorite drop, or I shouldn't say my favorite drop, but the one that I find myself still saying after all this time where we haven't had like a ton of drops is like, I'll say to people who don't listen to Adam Carolla, the high guy thing. And they're just like, yeah, like, <laughs> there's like, hi, 
Like, yeah, it's like, weird. Hi, it's, why are you saying that? And I'm just like, I don't know. I can't help it. It's just like, yeah. I'm out. Hi, guys. Like, the Irish Spring commercial. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself like put on now? the list. Great. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I don't know that I have a favorite drop besides. I, I, I my know. favorite drops are like just the most recent ones. That's all, you know. And then yeah. like I, I really I like Bald Brian. One of his things is the timing. So he is so good at that. Yeah, I don't know how he yeah. does it. Like I would love to see his board and like how it's organized and does he have labels? And I've seen the board. I took pictures of it when we went oh, to the, the uh, you know the ten year anniversary show. Probably does it have shirt. labels or what? Uh, there were very few labels on it, um, which was confusing because he does seem to draw up more than just a few. There, there were just like, I mean, I don't know, six maybe. And they wow. were the most common ones. So like when some of the deeper pools come out mid conversation with good timing, that that's a little bit confusing. I, my theory was that he's got some kind of um, some kind of program that the show's running through that picks up keywords, you know, is listening, picking up keywords. So like when the word sunny comes up, you know, um, all of a sudden, like all the sunnies drops, maybe pop up on screen or something. Wow. I, and it's not, it's kind of a combination between a board and a program, but that I, just I, I really have no like, idea. No idea. I picture him with like a search open of like, you know, file explorer and he's just like ready. And as soon as a topic starts going, he like enters in that tag or that keyword and those ones come up and he's just ready to like double click on it. But yours is like, you know, feels he would have very to be typing. Advanced. He would have to be typing in those words. Um, yeah, I mean, there's speech yeah. speech recognition software. I mean, I mean, we have it all on our phones, so there's no reason why it can't. I mean, they have trouble with internet connections. So. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I yeah. miss the drops at the end of the show. Like he picks one clip from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The show and he'll do it at the very end, yeah. and it's you know it's always. Not always, but a lot of times something crude out of t- context. Right. You hear it by itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I remember I like to guess, like I would listen to the show and I like to guess, oh, what's he going to play at the end? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's one of the like Gina things that I kind of roll my eyes at when she'll like say something. She's like, don't get that drop. It's like, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now, now, now I don't want him to get the drop. Her and Bald have to have, her and Bald have to have their own little, you know, dynamic going on sure you know aside from adam during the show and i don't know i guess they try to have their own little thing so i don't know i don't know i think adam like i think gina was the right one or you know better than allison to kind of help adam propel the podcast like into more mainstream Um, yeah you know because she's willing to just kind of you know this (laughs) You know, probably a lot of folks may not like all the, you know, the posts and the selfies and all that kind of stuff, but there's kind of an element to that that helps the ACS show grow and kind of get more listeners and, you know, versus it's just Adam and two kind of quiet, obscure people. Like the more they put themselves out there, it's better for the show. So I don't know. I think Adam's a pro. So let's see. So favorite drop. So what else? What else? uh, yeah. So do you have a favorite guest either? Oh yeah. Referring like a, yeah. or say a one-time guest. Um for you know best. I mean Elliot Gould is probably my favorite guest. <laughs> um, but um 
that was like that was a great episode um <laughs> that is one of my favorite episodes yeah. but like it was just uh um but i like um i like dana gould's um i like you know i like fitz i like the regular people um it's been hard during like the whole like the election cycle and some of that stuff i felt like those people weren't you know, they kind of didn't want to be around some of the rants or around some of the conversation. So those were yeah. good. Well, about like AJ, AJ Benza. Yeah. You know, I love some AJ. Um, <laughs> so I think I like that. Cause I like when like Ace digs into like his TMZ side, right. Where he's just like, Oh yeah. What is going on with that? <laughs> and AJ just has this like crazy, network of sources and um information and so i i definitely think it's that that is fascinating um but i like the i like the comedy guys i like the ones that are just like loose it's totally different i never really liked like dag i was very hot and cold on like the yeah, teddy pendergrass yeah like the teddy pendergrass stuff like there were times when i was like oh this is funny and then like in the beginning and then like after the, you know, third or fourth time that he's like, Hey, let's do this again. It's like, okay, well, he's just like, he's just saying the same. It's just the same thing. Like, let's do another skit. This guy is like, that's what I he love, does. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I loved it because it made Adam laugh so hard. <laughs> that is know. true. That's yeah. a good point. The hearing him laugh makes you laugh. Yeah. More. I love yeah. those moments. Those are like the highlights of the shows. I have a couple memories, but of where Adam is just cackling so hard and um, like uncontrollably, which doesn't right. happen, doesn't happen too often. So yeah, that, that would yeah. happen with Dag. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember about Dag really is just that the Teddy P stuff. And I don't really know what else he contributed. I mean, but- he did the like, um, he did the like names of the drugs for the kids. Oh, but yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I feel like skits like that were sort of the beginning of the end of their relationship because those, I think dad got tired of being like the black guest, like the funny yeah. black friend, like where every, everything just kind of circled back to that. And yeah. Well, the, so, the thing with like Adam's guests, like dag and Joe Coy has been mentioned. Where's Joe Coy? Well, he's coming on next week, apparently. Um, is that these guys are in entertainment. So the pinnacle of their career is not being a regular guest on Adam Carolla to do like, uh, right. you know, like body skits, you know, and like curse up a storm. Like that's not, that's not really like the end for their career. Like that's, it's really a, like a, it is a platform and that's yeah. kind of what Adam's platform is supposed to be. Pad. Yeah. And that's good. So yeah, it's like, um, but I don't know. There's some folks that think that uh, something's wrong, like something uh, something's upside down in the world if these guys just don't remain regular guests. Because like Dag at the time also, yeah, I guess he did. You know, it came out that he didn't like Adam anymore, but he was right. also doing like a CBS show. So, I mean, if you're trying sure, to get, he was on Broadway you know, for a little bit. Yeah, and like, if you're trying to get a network show. um, you know, because they're always either on a network show, someone like Dag, or they're trying to get a network show. Like, you got to have your agent telling you, let's, you know, let's not do the uh, the Teddy P sure. this week. Like, that doesn't help us. 
<laughs> it doesn't help us. Really uh, cool thing, yeah. right? Like somebody told him beforehand, like, hey, be careful on that show. Who was and that? Then, For who? Elliot Gould. Oh, okay. Somebody had warned like, him. Yeah. I mean, that okay. that's sort of what Adam said was that somebody had, you know, said like either this is what this guy's about, like characterizing him or said, yeah. be careful what you say or whatever. And like Gould went through the, with the show, but he was just like tight lipped, like, mm. yep. I remember yeah. locks, I think no. on the Corolla classics, Loxamana and Giovanni um, were talking about that and that like said something to the effect of in, in Elliot Gould's defense, like he had no idea, like, he really had no idea what was going on. <laughs> like what, like what the purpose of their, they were, why they were on stage, like just cause he was um, just kind of out of it. Or maybe he had been warned, like, like this is some kind of like shock jock guy. You right. know? And like, just had a, maybe a misconception, maybe didn't knew something, but had a, a gross but, misconception about. Okay. What he was but what's to be the doing, risk so. in just going with the flow? Yeah. I mean, he was obviously not a very open He's more of a guarded person, I guess. Yeah. So. Well, which is so weird because it's like you could see that happening with maybe a certain type of celebrity that was up and coming, but like fucking Elliot Gould. I mean. Yeah. What's he got? That guy's been around forever, like ever and ever. He's not going to be out of work. He probably doesn't need to work. And I don't really, I don't know if he does much anymore or he might just, he might be dead. I have no idea. (laughs) Rest in peace, Elliot Gold. Right. Rest in peace. What uh geez, I forgot what we were. We were yeah, we're just going on and on about this stuff. It's good to talk to all of you. Um, you know, we like spin off. Oh, we were on <laughs> yeah. We were on what? Guests. We were on favorite guest. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So Joe Coy and so you you ironically like Elliot Gold. <laughs> yeah, I well, I mean, that was like such a great episode. But no, I mean Dana Gould, if we're gonna, you right. know, all the Goulds, I like that's who I like any of the Goulds. Um, I, I like him. He's just easy. He doesn't seem to be bothered by anything. He doesn't really, you know, fit. I like fits and, you know, sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's like digging in on an issue, but it's like Dana's just always going to be funny. And I think, you know, Adam does the like dance monkey with Dana and he doesn't, push back he just like goes for it and does it and yeah there seemed like there's a variety with dana and so it's not like hey we you know we've heard this one before like there's only so far you can take brown sugar and white sugar like you get that, it next. that might be yeah. one of my that could be one of my least favorite is dana gold doing kill hauser I'm sure that's oh, a lot really? of people that disagree. But I love it. I've had, I mean, it was good at first. That's one where I've had enough, but I could listen to Joe Coy doing, you know, um, brown sugar for a long time. You could? Long. Oh my God. <laughs> or like Joe Coy great. doing like the Asian, the Asian impersonations. The P.F. Chang's Like one. get me. Yeah. Because my dad and my stepmother were Korean and they would speak Korean in front of me all the time with like my name thrown in every now and then in <laughs> anger. It's like, just yeah. like going at it in Korean. And then my name pops up and they're clearly agitated talking like, to each other. Hey. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's not, it was a, what, a, what a lovely dinner. What a lovely dinner. I I think even, that just, one, yeah. that one reminds me so much of that Seinfeld episode where they're at the Chinese restaurant. Um, and he's like yelling Cause Stan's for the same because oh. they're <laughs> right. Cartwright. But Cartwright. He's like, yeah. 
Yeah, this because the phone call, and he's just like, no, yeah, I don't know. So that one kind of reminds me of like the the cousin version of that. I don't know. I like that, it. That shit cracks me up because there was all kinds of like my parents had all kinds of crazy Korean character friends like that are just so like many just off the wall, like not not um, quiet and conservative at all. Just you know, just <laughs> flashy and crazy, and you know, right dudes with perms you know back in the day nice, nice. <laughs> driving, conver- driving convertibles with the members only jacket like korean guys like that just a lot of wow. off the wall characters so this yeah, is that- in maryland yep i've never yeah. seen this side is there a korea town in, Mar- Balt- in baltimore? baltimore that's a big korean community in baltimore for sure yeah yeah it's because you're down it's- more like closer to Virginia or something. Or... I'm in Northern Virginia yeah. and there are definitely, I mean, there's definitely like Korean pockets um, around here, but nothing like that. I do think there's some like, maybe like Vietnamese illicit gang activity and maybe like Arlington area inside the Beltway that I've like seen or heard about, but I've never really, yeah, no members only jackets and like cool stuff like that. Yeah. This was eighties. This is a eighties. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah 80s korean business owners like a dry Was there cleaner, like by, a place dry cleaner that... by day and uh you know nightclub yeah. animal at night nice. yeah wait was there like a place in the u.s that koreans tended to gravitate to you know like polish people in chicago somalis have gone to minnesota um, I don't, I don't kind know. Of all spread out. Like there's pockets all over. I think like yeah. folks go set up a church or they know somebody else and yeah. Yeah. It seems more, it's probably more concentrated on the coasts. Like, so Cal, like sure. Los, An- Los Angeles, of course, like big cities, anywhere where there was a, a need for dry cleaning and, uh, liquor stores, liquor stores well, within a few that's, blocks. <laughs> that's yeah. Everywhere. So, um, yeah, yeah. Running convenience stores. Um, so Baltimore, yeah, pretty, I think a pretty large, I'm sure like New York has it too. Um, probably not like some of the Southern yeah, Northern coastal cities. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's some weird like pockets of people in some Southern states though, that you're like, Oh, well, that's true. My dad actually, when my dad first came to the United States, he went to like rural South Carolina. So it's a story, stories from another time. So yeah, that was quite a, um quite a yeah that was a different different journey so sure. so favorite guests all um, right yeah so next question we kind of touched on um do you listen to any other podcasts in the corolla oh yeah first so i know you mentioned for crying out loud what about say reasonable doubt adam and drew so ever since the pandemic, I don't go to into work anymore um and i'm not i'm selling virtually so my car time is like nothing, yeah. right? Like right. daycare is three minutes away and, you know, I take some kids to gymnastics or ballet, but again, that's all like 10, 15 minutes away. And that's like once a week, twice a week. Maybe so, that's why maybe Adam's viewer or listenership is way down because no one's driving to work. Like half the country is yeah. not commuting anymore. Everyone's um, habits totally shifted. I feel like. <laughs> so maybe yeah, that's why I mean, he wants I don't, to, it's hard to predict. Just kidding. Right. I started like, even 
when, I don't know, for some reason, like if I'm going for a walk outside, I listen to a book on tape. Like I don't listen to the podcast. Like the podcast yeah. for me is like an in the car activity. And um, yeah, if I'm walking outside, if I'm, you know, working out inside or doing something, I put TV on. And if I'm working, I can't like, I can't listen and concentrate at the same time. So I have, I definitely haven't been listening as much. So Adam was always number one. And then, um, if I would get through that, um, I would listen to reasonable doubt, like on occasion, I, I like it. I mean, I, I think all the stuff's funny about Garrigus and, you know, him being like Colin Kaepernick's gonna, you just wait till next week. Um, do, do they but, talk yeah, about that? Do they talk about Kaepernick anymore? Have they moved on? Cause I could, I could listen they to reasonable doubt if they would just, because I'm tired of hearing Mark talk. It's not over. That, that pissed uh, me off a while he back. He still comes up every so yeah. often, but it, now it's a lot of the Derek Chauvin. Yeah. Okay. George Floyd stuff. Yeah. And they bring up Tin Horn Flats, the restaurant. Now it's great. That's One thing that's featured. great about this new, this new like uh pandemic, post-pandemic Gavin Kroll is all the YouTube stuff and they're doing more social media. So they'll, they'll put out the entire episode on YouTube which sometimes is my like nighttime, like that's my like nighttime talk show. Like uh, that I listen to uh, at night or watch, I'm sorry, watch on TV, but they also release a bunch of clips like best of Garagos, you know, like five or six Ooh. minutes long that kind of give you the meat of um, like the reasonable doubt, like a sure. topic they discuss. So that's kind of cool. So I get to, I don't really, I don't really listen to it, but I do watch those clips to kind of see what they've got to say about a certain subject. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I like the Garagos ones just because Adam sort of respects him as an expert. So he lets him speak. Yeah. And when he's asking a question, it's nothing that Adam can just like off the cuff be like, oh, yeah, I like I could talk about this now for a little bit. Like it's, you know, just ridiculous yeah. stuff that a normal person doesn't doesn't know. Um, So I like that. And I mean, I stopped listening to it for crying out loud, of course, like when everybody else did. And um. I, I wasn't listening as much because they they used to talk about like some Bravo shows, but then a bunch of the female listeners, probably the ones that still listen to For Crying Out Loud, complained about that. Um, and you know, the show just got a lot more like complainy and just not. It just changed. Um, and I think that's it. Like, what else is there? I mean, I don't listen Car to the cast. Lady Lackeys. Yeah, I, yeah, carcass yeah, water cooler. No, no. Lady um, lackeys now. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad because I think that I would like like the lady lackeys. I think I would like several of these, but just it's just a time thing. Just not I've being listened, in the heart. I've listened to a couple there's and it's good. It's entertaining. Um, and uh, but yeah, like I I'm driving now again, but I just there's like so many things that uh, I'm I'm barely caught up on Adam Carolla's show, and I hate right. being, I hate being behind. I don't like seeing people talk about the shows in the group in the Adam Cole podcast Facebook group and I don't know what they're talking about so right yeah you're like what feel bad yeah. feel bad for not knowing yeah I really yeah. make a point to stay up with Adam but then I've had a hard time finding time for much more beyond that so and then when like Adam, Adam talks Drew about fallen off AJ I feel yeah. bad because I love him and now I met him and I know <laughs> like friends with him but I have a hard time fitting him, him in too I need to go on a road trip Right. That's yeah, what you need. Yeah, yeah. Are you still Patreon More with AJ? I am. Yeah. Yeah. I dropped 
one of them. I guess I dropped the politics one. Um, and I mean, that was, it was great. It was great to listen to last year. Um, and that was the one that I like listened to, even though I wasn't driving, I listened to that more in the ace, but yeah. Yeah. After the election, I was like, he went off on like, you know, challenging the election. I was just like, I don't have the energy. I, I can't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was the same. It was oh, like AJ was getting into that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. AJ's big. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of feel like, uh, um, on that whole, like, yeah, it's possible that there was something fishy, but, uh, I, I come on, like, come on. I just what, think in general, the, like grand conspiracies are just, really just not unlikely yeah. i it's mean they're just on. yeah and that's why i was like november yeah. 3rd done it really shouldn't be surprising that trump lost i mean i always my part of my theory is that he didn't really want to win because he may have said that but a lot of his actions and inability to rein it in a bit like <laughs> um, sure. just like that's like someone that doesn't really want to win like would really be done with it but also but then doesn't like losing so like stuck right. in between. I, and I think it was more of that. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't want to lose. Yeah. Ugh, so I don't want to do this became, anymore. <laughs> it just became ridiculous. I mean, and, and embarrassing yeah. really for serious people that thought maybe, you know, there'd be something more there. So not to say there wasn't a lot of good stuff done, but yeah. Um, how are we looking on time? Everybody? Um, That's a good question. I don't know how to look at the. We got cats here is hiding in the bathroom. It's three of six. So, no I mean, that light's going to turn green Getting in close. nine minutes. Okay. Well, is there anything else we want to we want to cover before we uh, say goodbye to each other? Another. Oh, where we're going to do? We talked about doing prom stories. Oh, I don't know. Can you cover topic. all? The... And I already told my story on the last episode, but I don't really have been... any. Well, you didn't. You have something that was like similar to prom. Yeah, the the high school. I went to a private high school. There's only like 200. It was like 200 boys in all four classes, so like 50 50 boys in each class. And then we had an accompanying girls' school that maybe had this about the same number. So it was a very small little <laughs> small little group of people. So they were all like, we didn't call it prom. They were like cotillion dances or ring dances, mm. and different different names for it. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. I just have not, not a lot Did of you go to any of this? Like, yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Just, at, okay. Um, just kind of boring. I, don't know. boring. <laughs> I feel like you're hiding something. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed. I mean, there's, you know, we, uh, we drank a lot at a young age at our school, so that may have affected things. There's like a small group of us that wouldn't remember anyway, you know? So like, no, not, not really. It's pretty, pretty uneventful. Like I, and you know, I lived in a neighborhood where all my friends went to the big high school. So a lot more, you know, they had a lot more fun, I'm sure. Cause they had just a lot more, you know, like 2000 kids, you know, in the school. Co-ed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like more people that you'd never met before, but everybody in ours was just like a known entity. <laughs> so yeah. know, it was just kind of boring, small. boring. Yeah, it was very small. How about you, Kat? Did you go to prom? I mean, I went to my junior prom. That was fine. Whatever. Um, 
my senior prom, like my friend and I, we, a girl, a girlfriend, we were. Oh yeah. Here we go. No, not like that. <laughs> I'm like, Oh uh, yeah. So oh, okay. a friend of mine who was a oh. girl, um, we both were dating people that were older and so we were oh, here we go. Prom, here we go. Wait, how much older? So we weren't going to go to prom. And so there was this guy that we were friends with, but he was super, super religious. He had never been to a school dance. Um, he was on the basketball team, you know, like a normal kid. He just like, they didn't go to dances. And um, so the three of us, went and saw Aaron Brockovich because that was out. It was like, oh, let's go to a movie. And then it was like, what movies are out? And it's like, oh, how about Aaron Brockovich? Like, oh, whatever. So we saw that, which was like, you know, a fine movie, but it's just like for prom and night. And then yeah. we went to after prom, which was like, you know, putting on sumo wrestling suits and like getting in like a money machine that like blew oh, money was in this the air. Like organized by the school. You said you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Was okay. that so you don't go home and like drink and like is yeah keep I things guess. like you right. said you said you know as if it's common practice for people to get on to don the sumo suits and money mach- <laughs> money or like, the money air did, machines at did after you guys prom? have after prom? No, but we had that for graduation. We had a post graduation organized party. Yeah. At like a I don't know some club like a not a club club but like a. Elks Lodge, if that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So we had like a hypnotist and there were games and. Yeah, like, like a that. casino thing. There was like all these things going on. And I don't know. It was just fun. It started at like midnight. And um, yeah, I mean, by prom, you're like, you know, you've already been to like three or four other dances that year. It's the end of the year. And um, that was you know, the most fun part about prom anyway. I mean, I'm not, we weren't really super girly girls. So like getting dressed up and getting, you know, all that stuff done just to like go with like a friend who's a guy is like, Oh, okay. Right. So it was just like, no, we're not going, but we'll, you know, see you at after prom. Um, and that's what we did. And we just hung out with a bunch of people at after prom and had a good time. And yeah, it was kind of weird because it did work, I guess. Like, you know, after homecoming, after boosters, after all these other dances, Sadie Hawkins and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you just went to somebody's house and like drank whoever's parents weren't home. You just like drank yeah, and, yeah. you yep. know, made bad choices. And then like prom is like, well, we better go to after prom because our parents are working it and we got to oh. go there and show up. And then we right, made every so, night. Mom. <laughs> our goal, like in high school, that was, um, the goal was get away, like get away from the event as soon as possible. Like, where are we going to get served? Like, so where are we going to, we would go downtown to Baltimore to like really seedy neighborhoods. Uh, Remington, Remington liquors was the, was one where, you know, like we could just walk in in school clothes and get cases of beer. So we'd go right. there and the whole goal was to like get somewhere where there are no, where there are no adults where we could just, you know, start tearing stuff up, just start getting hammered. So. You're always just trying right. to get away. I don't know if it's a good, it's probably a bad thing, but yeah. Yeah. We were just trying to get away and get away and party. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So. I get that. So I, I guess I, I, I have strong power rankings here. <laughs> we're all like, 
I just kind of, I went and it was, I told it on the last episode, but I was on a boat in San Francisco Bay, but a girl from the date of a guy who came from another school, she got, she was so wasted when she boarded that they had to turn the boat around and get her off and they wouldn't let us go back out. So we oh were, my gosh. Yeah. That's prom, prom on a boat. That's <laughs> at the Jay, Jay, so white. So, so, so white. What? <laughs> prom on a San boat. San Francisco. Yeah. 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 We're in the San Francisco Bay on our yacht having prom. No. Yeah. That's, what, that's pretty. Pretty wild. <laughs> She's like, what can I say? Yeah, yeah I don't, know. Of. <laughs> don't advise it. I don't advise it. <laughs> it's a high risk. Anyway, yeah, I do. I definitely feel bad for the kids that haven't, you know, didn't have a prom last year, didn't have any oh. dances, graduated, all of that. Like, even though, you know, our my prom was not standard, my senior prom at least. Like, I just can't imagine not doing all those things at the end of high school, right? Like just, I don't know, just yeah. everything, just finishing can kids out. Do? Can kids like party still? And I can, cause it's just with, it seems like there's such a network of parents and Facebook and social media and they're, st- they're dumb. So they leave a trail of all the antics they do. Like can kids yeah, really act, can they act out anymore? And, you know, I think so. I mean, I think that parents and kids are on different social media, but okay, yeah, okay. but there is a trail, right? And there's always like my, some I, kid that's going to show somebody's mom. Like I'll, I'll be, I know all the signs, all the signs to look for as my kids get older. But yeah, yeah, some parents have no idea. Yeah, my my parents yeah. had no no idea. So yeah, yeah, but I'll be I'll be like you know doing like sneak breathalyzers. <laughs> I do think it like skips spying, a generation spying on those kids. Yeah. Could yeah, you'll probably kids, have good. My kids, kids should be good. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll also be because of you. You'll be like, I know, I know the tricks. Yeah. So yeah, try no you're not going to be an oblivious parent. No. Right. It's like, know. Oh, you want to get drunk? Like I'll Very go buy some beer and you'll sit at this table and you will drink this 12 pack yeah. or this <laughs> candle of vodka. Like, let's go. Yeah, Show me I you're think- a man. I'll be like, I think as Adam says, like, you just want to make sure like all these, all the vices of the world that you're, you're, that you don't create a weird energy around them, you know, like, no, 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 yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 anything like, um, so that Even they just food. kind of, yeah, especially I'm food. like that yeah. with food with my kids. Yeah. They're like, they're both girls. I put food out. I, I don't, you guys are Facebook friends with me. So maybe you saw what I fed them for dinner last night, but like I put food out. <laughs> And <laughs> I do not care if they eat it. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Last night was string cheese, American cheese slices, one of each, strawberries, carrots, tomatoes. And it was like, here you guys go. And then they were like, can we have chips in a can? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, eat some of that stuff first. And then they forgot about it. They ate half of it. And I tell him my son, I always warn my son. I try to talk to him and what he, how he understands and what I think will get him to think about it is I tell him that food is trying to trick him. So I'm like, you know, I said, you notice when you have a bag of Doritos and you eat the Doritos, like you're never full. Like it just, you're never, you'll never stop. And I'm just like, they're tricking you. I mean, I know it's kind of stupid, but in a way it's true. Like, yeah. It's tricking you because you can just fill your stomach with Doritos, but the signals never go to your brain to stop like that. You're full because they're just not, it's, and it's like that. They know it's like that. 
it's delicious. I'm <laughs> not anti-Dorito, like not but, real but like, just, right. just kind of know that so that you, you know, have a few and, you know, don't eat, just kind of recognize that, that in yourself where, um, where you're just hammering through the bag of Cheetos or yeah. Doritos. For whatever. sure. I think my oldest is like, she's a, um, she self-regulates like everything really well. Not, I mean, she's yeah. not disciplined. She's just like, I'm done with it. It's like confidence yeah, yeah. thing. She's super confident. And she's just like, I'm not yeah. hungry anymore. I don't want to watch the iPad anymore. I want to do this. Yeah. And she just kind of does it. Whereas the younger one is like, you give her ice cream and then she's like, I, I shall have some more ice cream. And you're like, yeah, okay, well you got to stop after some point. Right. But she can, she'll tear through anything, do anything. Um, but she self-regulates certain things but yeah. not food. So she's the one that I'm like, gotta be careful about. I don't want to give her a complex, but I also want to yep, like yep. Wh- what you just said, like, I hey. have the same thing with my twins. The the girls, one of them is just, she won't, you know, she'll just keep eating. She, and she loves all food, a grown up food, yeah. any food. And then one that, you know, give her a little, give her like a little thing of ice cream and she'll take three bites and be like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, that was all she needed was just the flavor in a few bites right. and, uh, and the she fight was good, to get so. it. Does she, is she fight to get it? Nope. Could care oh, less oldest, whether, you know, yeah. My oldest is like, I want chocolate. And I'm like, okay, well it's late. Uh, you know, she'll fight. And then you'll give her like 10 peanut M&Ms and she'll eat like one and then fall asleep. She doesn't care. She'll hoard them. Whereas her sister's like, I'm done with the 10. Can I have more? Can I yep. go steal hers? And it's just, yeah, they're very different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess catch one. All those <laughs> patterns carry on when they get older. Like, will yeah. they, like when they get older, you're going to watch them and be like, yep, they were like that when they were little, or are they going to kind of yeah. go in a totally another direction? Well, you know yeah, what? I, I kind of think, think that they will yeah. be unless we mess them up. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying not to, you know, put out their flame, I guess. On that note, I think that sets the stage for when Kat comes back to talk to us again. We'll talk more about uh, the FBI. Yeah. The FBI. And, you know, (laughs) we just interviewed our first FBI agent here on Endless Ranners. FBI analyst. Yeah. Uh, Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. We'll decide what your rank was now. So, super agent. <clears throat> so uh you get into that we'll get into some uh how not to give your children an eating disorder you know mm-hmm. and uh just all the other mysteries of parenting what do you think come back and talk to us again i love it i would love for jane to rub off on my kids she's a thousand times more disciplined than me so yeah um, she is yeah, yeah that's true i have a weird yeah. thing like i have a very healthy relationship with food so when people and exercise and yeah, like, socialization and I everything give people advice but then i'm like you know what you have to understand i don't like sit there and eat my feelings like so i can right. only get through to someone so much if that's an issue for them yeah okay but- and then how to make friends with jane we'll add that to it too because <laughs> like true. yeah she jane moved to california life better yeah she's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get out there and meet some friends like what how do you do that right and then she's like oh i have my friends my walking friends and coffee shop friends and uh yeah yeah. where did you meet them i met them in these places and now we're doing something okay yeah yep even in pandemic times (laughs) trying to keep out there (laughs) i'm new to the city hey like i found a driver's license let's let's meet this (laughs) random random man 
Listen, I feel like I've seen the picture from the driver's license and I think she made the right decision. And I told her that I was like, what are you doing at first? And I was like, wait, send me the picture. And she sent it. And I was like, I think that, I think you made the right decision to be like, I wonder maybe this guy, like he could be five foot two and just like, you know, 300 pounds or he could have, this could have been a picture from 10 years ago and he could be, I guess you knew how tall he was. And he yeah. could be, you know, he could have come up. I just wish I had snuck in a picture, like a current <laughs> picture when I met him. Cause it was, oh my goodness. Not the I same can't person. even imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Chris, I got a story yeah. out of it. <laughs> That's so. true. Exactly. That's what life's about. Good stories and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So more stories to come. We uh, appreciate everybody uh, listening to this new episode. Hope you enjoyed uh, a little bit different format, but we'll be back with the same old and back with more new stuff, uh, you know, in the coming weeks and months. So really appreciate it. I'll uh, say from Chris, um, get it on. Get it on. He's a dick, right?